space, a final frontier. Hello, and welcome back to the Galactic Interface, your, hopefully, favorite sci-fi rewatch podcast. Are there other ones out there that matter? I don't think so. I'm not sure, but... Probably don't. Probably don't. Well, this is our 12th episode? 11th episode? But it's a special one, because this is the first one we are live streaming on Twitch, which we will be doing from now on. So for those of you who enjoy us auditorially <laughs> I don't know if that's a word <laughs> if you like hearing the sound of our voices you can now enjoy the sight of our above average pretty faces <laughs> I mean Kaylee's laughing but to be honest I could be prettier I mean like same <laughs> <laughs> story of our lives mm-hmm. story of our lives Well, this is not only a special episode because we are on Twitch now, it is also real special because we're going to talk about one of our, Kaylee and mine's, favorite sci-fi series, Firefly, the cult classic, the sci-fi that I always watch and I think of what could have been if Fox, it was airing on Fox, right? If they weren't such idiots, yeah. I hate that yep. studio. Fox is really dumb. And I think Fox ruins everything. They like aired it out of order and just like screwed up a bunch of stuff with uh, when they were like airing it and stuff, and it just made it really hard for people to get into it. And like, I never like I didn't hear about it until after it was already canceled. Same, same. Um, mm-hmm. Which I imagine is a lot of people's experiences. I had I friends who were like, oh, hey, you should watch this. Or, like, it was, I think it was when the movie was coming out, and uh, friends were like, uh, we're going to go see the movie or something. You should watch the series also, and, like, gave me DVDs to watch, so. Uh, that wasn't, I mean, that was similar to my experience. I think I saw the movie first, for sure, too. And then I was like, this is wild. And then I found out there was a whole series, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And then I found out that series was only 14 episodes, (laughs) and I wanted to throw myself out of a window, Mm because that was the worst. But it's, like, such, I mean, just in general, I love Joss Whedon. I love him. I grew up on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I cut my teeth on that, even though it was in, in all of that campy, campy girl power glory. Oh, I was really happy to see this again. You get super strong characters. You get really interesting characters in this show, not to mention just the world itself. It did a super great job at doing, like, space western without being corny, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I love seeing like, it seeing it all over again. It does make fun of itself uh, often, but it also has, like, it does have a very um, filled out setting. But Firefly in general, I just thought this series was so, so good. Um and I loved watching it again. I think I, I could, if it weren't for the fact that this ends so prematurely, I would I would watch it all of the time. I've <laughs> probably already seen it about four times. I, I think I've seen it like four times at this point. Yeah. Maybe five. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like super easy to rewatch because it's so short. So um, yeah, every once in a while, I'm just like, I'm just going to spend a day watching Firefly. 
Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat with that, but I just enjoy liking it. Like there's not a single character on that show that I don't like seeing. Mm-hmm. Even it's not like necessarily like I like them, but um but just I just like watching that story play out over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's it does have so some good. very interesting characters. Um Yeah, like Captain McTight Pants. Good old Nathan Fillion. I love Nathan Fillion. I will watch basically anything he is in. I'm literally so unreasonably attracted <laughs> to Nathan Fillion. Like, it makes no sense how mm-hmm. how attracted I am to this man. Even now, he's like 15 years older. It, I don't. It doesn't. I don't care. Oh, gosh. It makes how no difference. How old is he? Oh, God. Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> don't look it up. Don't well, look it up. Well, I looked it up. I, I will save you uh, from... Uh saying out loud how old he is just tell me i have to know now <laughs> tell 48. me how old it is 40 for oh that's fine <laughs> that's fine i 48 fine that's like i'm 25 that's he could be my father oh <laughs> you know because we're recording this and i won't actually be able to cut out this part i'm not gonna say what i was gonna say next I'm just mm-hmm. gonna keep that wrapped Thought to yourself. What's what's twenty three years of difference? That's fine. Almost as old as you are. He was the ca- okay. He was the captain of a firefly. He was amazing. I mean, come on. Also, he solved crimes with his wit and charm. Castle, yes, yes, in Castle, yeah. Castle but- was great. Castle is good. I need to watch, like, the last season or two of that. But as I rewatched this show, it took me by surprise to find out that my actual ideal man is not Nathan Fillion or Captain McTypants, as it were. And I'm very surprised. Because you kind of, like, he puts off this, like, great... It's a great character, right? Like, he's kind of... Like, he's loyal. He's smart. He's clever. He's handsome. Like, he's, he's, he, like, comes off as kind of ruthless, but really, he is he'll very do conventionally the right thing. attractive. Mm-hmm. 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 Conventionally attractive. I like that. I like that phrase. But then, the real love of my life is Wash. That so, freaking pirate. Captain. That, that wonderful man. So what happened that, uh, prompted you to realize this? I don't even quite remember, but I'm just, like... There's the episode where him and his wife, like, Zoe, they're, like, spatting. And he's just, like, basically has had enough of um, of Nathan Fillion's character, who's, for whatever, I can mm-hmm. I can only think of Captain McTight fans. I can't remember his actual name right this second. <laughs> but, like, him. Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> yes. When Mal, thank you. When Mal and Zoe, like, he's, like, sick of their, like, weirdly close friendship relationship and he's just like yeah no i've had it because yeah they spent time in the military and um wash is like upset how zoe is just like always listening to him and um kind of letting mal control things more than he likes yeah Um, like he gets uh, he gets jealous which this is what I also love about the show is like so many people are so human and they did a really good job mm-hmm. showing like complexity. So he wasn't always just like the fun loving, 
man who is unreasonably attracted to both piloting ships and his wife. He also could be like petty and jealous and like say really dumb stuff, which I this commend is... Zoe for not like smacking mm-hmm. him around. Like, good yeah. job. Because I would <laughs> have been is... real tempted. But we are kind of, and by we, I mean me, are completely ignoring Kaylee's original advice here, which was to basically start from the beginning. I hop around. So why don't we kind of roll it back to what you were, what was it? The original episode is Serenity, which mm-hmm. is like two hours long, which yep. felt almost, yeah, it felt like a movie to me um, and a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the pilot. So this was made long. to... Uh, get the help get the show produced but what was wild was that like they didn't air this in order yeah they didn't air this first because i think fox didn't like this episode or something i'm fox sucks which yeah it's it's so bad because this episode introduces you to all of the characters and there's quite a few oh yeah yeah um and it sets the basis for like the rest of the show, and when mm-hmm. you don't have all of the background of this, it's it's really weird just jumping into it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I can't imagine trying to figure out quite exactly what's going on from mm-hmm. by skipping this episode because you kind of get introduced into the backstory of Zoe and Mal, which is there was basically a civil war. They were mm-hmm. on the side of the rebellion and they lost. And you also like. There is this profound moment that happens, I think, that fundamentally, like, changes Mal, which is when him and Zoe and the rest of his um, comrades are basically abandoned in Serenity mm-hmm. Field, or Serenity Valley, which Valley. is what the, mm-hmm. the ship is um, eventually named after. And, like, you know, he had complete and utter faith up until that moment that his his um, comrades were going to fly in and save them and they would like make a good stand. And then just for him to be abandoned, I think that really made him that jaded him a ton. And that explains like some of what he ends up doing, how he thinks, mm-hmm. how he acts like in the, yeah, in the definitely rest of the uh, this war has a lot of impact on his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, I mean, he's definitely resentful a lot. Like, you see that. Um, just, I like, there was that episode where he picked a barf. Like, he just picked a fight with somebody in the bar. Oh, yeah, the second episode. <laughs> yeah. He just, like, goes to a bar on uh, yeah. Independence like, Day. I'm and, just going to uh, casually get into a fist fight. Wrong. Yep. So, with some alliance head people which that mm-hmm. brings up like one of the like macro conflicts which is basically like the threat of the alliance this felt kind of i hate to say it because i hate to compare any good sci-fi show to this but this felt a little bit like star wars Kaylee's i knew that's face. where you were going <laughs> kaylee's face <laughs> um this felt kind of like star wars with like you know whatever it is the big bat the empire whatever it was mm-hmm. called Yeah, took over the galaxy. I'm not quite sure the alliance would be like a fascist empire, but um, Mm. it's definitely very controlling. So the thing with the alliance is you don't actually get you don't get a whole lot of detail on them. Yeah, Um, you can see that they exert a lot of influence over Mm -hmm. all of the planets, Um, and they give literally but no crap about 
the yeah, they give no planet, yeah. planets. Um, yeah. They don't care about the border worlds. Um, mm-hmm. There's, I think, in the first episode here where uh, uh, they say that they have to go, uh, the Alliance has told them to drop off medical supplies here, which is them going to sell <laughs> yeah, the medical supplies or the like foods that they stole from this uh, or yeah. rescued from this uh, wreck. Um, and they're talking to like the other, uh, the passengers, mm-hmm. um, who have not, ex- I think it was specifically with, um, um, I, I'm drawing a blank on names here at the doctor, um, talking to him about, uh, how like the Alliance doesn't care about the border worlds. Like they'll just dump, like they get terraformed and then they will just dump people on there with like nothing really. Yeah, um, I think basically and, settlers that they kind of just sort of abandon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is which is what you can get was like why all of those people were uh, revolting is because like the alliance didn't care about them and was just like taking advantage of them mm-hmm. and was just uh you know worrying about those core systems. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where like Simon grew up and like the very uh, large population centers, and the more uh, civilized planets. Rich. That's what you mm-hmm. mean. Rich. Um, Rich. But I like that there's like this little bit of lawlessness, every person for themselves, basically, mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Yeah. A lot but of the show like takes place necessity. more on these border worlds where you get the, the Western feel of the sci fi Western. Mm-hmm. 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 And I like. I like God. Uh, I like the feel of it a lot. There's a couple points. Um, I really like in the first episode where they, they like, get this you, this cargo from the ship and you don't know what it is um and mal like turns it over and sees that it has a lion stamp on it and it's like oh this is like very valuable cargo and stuff mm-hmm. uh and then at the end you get the reveal that it's just like food like <laughs> rations for families mm-hmm. um and this thing is so valuable because like the border worlds are in such bad shape as a result mm-hmm. of like the alliance and stuff that it's just like foodstuffs that they need. And then you see, uh, is it the second or third episode where they are transporting cattle? Right. That was, um, that was later. That was, uh, like, Oh, it might've been a couple. Yeah. yeah. That was a few episodes in. Yeah. Um, they were transporting cattle for like some fancy mm-hmm. rich dude on a planet that Inara wanted to go to. Which yeah. Pro- but it's like, you get this thing where you kind of view them as they, I mean, they are criminals, but mm-hmm. they're, they're dealing in these things that you don't typically associate with criminals. Right. Yeah. Like some of this stuff is it's wild. What is illegal? It's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. I guess I can't imagine alcohol being illegal, like, and how bootlegging and, and mobs were kind of a thing because of that. This yep. is like a similar thing, but it's over like, food rations and cattle mm-hmm. and supplies like they they get onto that one ship and find that basically all the survivors have been killed but it was like a fortune worth of um supplies for families like a mm-hmm. fortune so there's that there's that as- aspect so again like the the world building itself was like really really cool to mm-hmm. watch i never really felt like i never really had any like weird icky moments with it or um, like oh, I didn't really get I don't really get that like I didn't really have so any. so there is the like weird aspect where they put a lot of 
Chinese culture and stuff in this. You see the characters speaking in Chinese uh, phrases a lot, often uh, Mm -hmm. more as like swear words and stuff when they're really upset. Mm -hmm. Um, So you get this idea that like Chinese culture is very important, except they just like never really have any Chinese characters or actually show uh, any real aspects of this on the show much. And it just... Do it they feels have any Asian really characters, bad. period. Um, I think like some minor characters, but I don't think so. <laughs> you, you just I like don't, so. don't see them at all, which yeah. I feel is like pretty shitty. And, yeah. um, but so the characters that you do have on the this ragtag crew, which I think you, you kind of see them, I don't know, you almost want to see them as kind of like a Robin Hood and gang. Mm-hmm. Sort of things Definitely. like they're the underdogs fighting against the alliance, just trying to stay alive and like kind of help people when they can and profit other times mm-hmm. <laughs> just so they can like stay alive. So the you know the crew you have Mal, the fearless ish leader. <laughs> uh, you have Zoe, who I really enjoy. Zoe, like she's yeah, very so- steadfast. Like she doesn't waste. She's so competent in a way that not a lot of female characters really get to be. Mm-hmm. She's so freaking competent. And even when her husband questions her, like, almost, like, sycophantic, like, um, I don't know, what he thinks is that way, um, her loyalty to uh, Mal, she just doesn't, like, she just basically shakes it off. And it's just like, whatever, I'm doing my job. Get out of my face. Like, she's just very unwaveringly, like, confident and awesome and also heck of a heck of a gunslinger that one mm-hmm. <laughs> and i also like her like sassy lines where she's just like just like burns people the ugly one sir like she's just <laughs> just deadpanned slays and i'm like yes i would like to grow up and be zoe if possible probably zoe not. is zoe is pretty great so yeah mm-hmm. at the beginning you definitely see um like the first thing you're introduced to is Zoe and Mal in their relationship. And you mm-hmm. see them having gone through this war. So obviously they're very close. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some issues with her in that she is like overly loyal to Mal. And she feels, she feels like she lacks some agency and kind of just like folds under uh, Mal a lot. I don't really get that. I think, I mean, okay, so I think part of it is, like, because the way they set it up with them being in a war, her being her commander, she has a lot of faith, rightfully so, in him. Mm-hmm. And so she's trusting that when she's choosing to, like, trust in their relationship to get them yeah. through stuff. I, and, I get that. Mm-hmm. And, like, also, like, I mean, I know people have been in the military and stuff like that. I mean, it's really... Like, it's just a method of your the way that your brain starts to work is, like, you just know it makes sense to follow orders, like, rather than, you know, sometimes order is better than chaos. I mean, one thing is you saw that, you saw that at the beginning, like, the military, because this was just, you know, people leading a rebellion. Um, I mean, obviously, they're organized into some sort of military, right. but... Um, you see that Mal and Zoe are, (laughs) they're very quick to just, like, ignore, uh, rank and stuff. Like, uh, 
someone is like, I need a sergeant or something to, uh, yeah, like, and they and they blow call in for anyway. like a strike or something, and he just like goes and Mal just like does whatever he needs, um, yeah, and kind of ignores that. So true. Um, while they were in that military structure for a little bit, um, I don't think we know how long that war lasted. Um, let me see if it's on the wiki. Um. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, feel regardless, like it is what it is. Zoe and Mal's relationship is maybe too reliant on that, given how I feel like it is not as significant um, a time span. Like, it's a much tall, smaller time span than, like, the time they have spent together after that. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair to that, you don't really get to see, like, the, the from the ending of that rebellion to then, it's like six years. So we don't really get to see all of the things they went through together in that six years either. But you do know sure. that they stuck by each other. You do know that they assembled or keep reassembling a crew for the Firefly. You do know that they have been in danger countless times together. And so they have that okay. sort of bond. Maybe sometimes they are too reliant. I think that's that that may be true the writers um, them being reliant but i think yeah i just feel like uh zoe's character especially leans too heavily on that and for as strong of a female character as she is i would like to see some more independence from her i understand like kind of why it is the way it is listen but, yeah. wash one of that too and where did that get him <laughs> boom <laughs> boom um but anyway so besides we talked about mal Zoe and Wash the other yep. f- there are four other members of the Firefly all of which who are I enjoy most of the time um there is the shepherd who has who like presents some very interesting perspectives to the crew you have Kaylee mm-hmm. who is the ship's engineer she is a genius Kaylee um, is great Kaylee is my great. favorite you may be biased. obviously yeah just a little bit I did get my name from her, so... Yeah, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? You got... Why did you pick... What, what, what... Yeah, explain that to me. Okay, yeah. Um, so, for listeners who may not know, uh, I am trans, and so when I was transitioning, I was picking... Uh, trying to pick a name for myself, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very interesting thing, which, like, most people don't get to do. Um, and... I was having trouble doing this. I ended up making a spreadsheet because I'm really nerdy and like writing down a bunch of names and rating them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, however. It's a very me thing to do. However. Yep. Okay. However you want to do Um, that. And uh, Kaylee was the one that was just like consistently at the top of the list. Um, It, uh, she's a character I identify with a lot. Um, And Yeah. So the first time that like someone called me Kaylee, it just fit perfectly. And I was like, okay, this is it. This Mm -hmm. be my name. I like Kaylee. She's definitely one of my favorite characters. She's Mm -hmm. pretty cheerful. Most of the time, happy. Um, Sometimes she annoys me quite a lot. How so? Like there is the time when it's after they save um, the captain and wash from Mm -hmm. Niska and she sees River, who's the who is the sister of Simon. So they're siblings, and River is the one who is has been mind her mind has been altered by um, 
the Federation or the, the feds or whatever. They've done something <laughs> to her to make her kind of wacko. Um, but anyway, it's at that time when she killed, when River kills the three um, armed sentries, basically, or guards that were attacking them, River shoots yep. them. Um, I get very, very annoyed by Kaylee and the way she kind of discusses, like, she's, like, very afraid of River, and then she sort of discusses, the way she discusses River as if River is just, like, some kind of freak Um, afterwards. I mean, I I was just annoyed because I'm like, first of all, you coward. You would have died if she didn't step in and save you. So there's that. Okay. Second of all, like... Actually, the first one should just be enough. She's never hurt them. She's hurt the big guy, but he's an idiot. <laughs> he deserves to get hit all the time. <laughs> but, like, you know. I don't know. I just didn't like the way that, that transaction played out. And I don't like the way she really simpered after Simon a lot. Like, I didn't like their relationship. I didn't like their interactions most of the time. I mean, I like when I she think... stood up for herself sometimes when he like mm-hmm. got awkward and kind of condescending. But like for the most part, I found her when it came to her relationship with him, kind of her relationship with River. I just found her to be kind of annoying. Yeah, I think uh the Simon Kaylee relationship is done a little uh heavy. Oh. Um Yeah. As for the the Kaylee River interaction, um you have to remember that like a lot of River's backstory and stuff is very unknown to everyone at that point. And um River is a lot more like passive and meek and everything, and then you just see Kaylee stuck in this already very difficult situation which is causing a lot of stress, like it, get, having people shooting at her and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then for River to just like walk up, pick up a gun, like, close her eyes and just, like, shoot three people in three shots, which is just, like, absurd marksmanship and everything. Mm-hmm. It is... Kaylee is just like, what the hell just happened? And I yeah. didn't know she was capable of anything remotely like this. It makes sense for, like, Kaylee to be scared of her now. I mean... Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I d- Maybe. I just can't suffer a coward. I can't. I can't handle it. I hate it. I just don't. I don't even. Like, first of all, she got herself pinned down. There was that. Second of all, if she wasn't ready, she shouldn't have gone into the fight. So there's that. Like, she I mean, put herself in these situations, and she, she kind of failed at them. And then also, like, I mean, I have some sympathy for her. She's an engineer. She's a mechanic. She doesn't shoot people. She's not a killer. She's never done this before. I totally understand got- all those things. She got scared. Somebody saved her ass. And then she got scared of the person who saved her ass. So I just, like, have a hard time really respect... I I have a hard time having sympathy for that. I I mean, River's River's one of my favorites. River's one of... I mean, you can't disagree with me. You can't, because that's literally what happened. And then also you can't disagree with me because they're my feelings. So then... Like, River's one of my favorite characters. She's so grossly misunderstood and, like, has been through this immense amount of trauma. And, like, from all indications she'd given up to that point, she had not hurt any of them. And she saved her life. And it was just, like, the moment... I don't... But it, I mean, if Kaylee had started to act scared of her, like, after she, like, slashed that one dude's chest... 
Maybe. So okay, fine. Yeah. Maybe so a little Kaylee. Bit. So Kaylee is different, definitely like scared of her after that, but she doesn't bring up this incident until she's like stabs Jane. Um, uh, yeah, and but then I mean, she, she was like, scared before tells, then. Like, happening about it. Well, yeah, I mean, you would be too in that situation. No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, um, sweet, I'm alive. Great. Fantastic. Also, you want to shoot like, other people for me? That's what Kaylee I Kaylee kind of ended up thrust into that situation. Like, she was willing to help and stuff, but she's not one to fight like that. And the other people were there, like the shepherd and Simon were there doing things, but then, like, they had to go forward and help things, and it was just her and River left. Yeah. Like, they were well, the... Well, just her. River wasn't there. Well, yeah. At first, yeah. But, I mean, listen, we can debate about Kaylee all day. You like her. I like her for the most part, too. She's smart. She loves that ship. She loves her crew members she has redeeming qualities i just think sometimes she can be a simpering annoying twit sometimes not all the time Mm -hmm. not even most of the time it's just like like 12 percent of the time which still means that i like her Mm -hmm. she's not the worst i think simon was the worst the doctor (sighs) he annoyed me a lot Simon does have some annoying ass. Yeah, so let, let's move on to talking about Simon. Because um, we get introduced to him when uh, Serenity goes and lands on the planet and they're, like, picking up passengers. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is Simon, uh, who is uh, ex-doctor at, like, very fancy hospital on one of the core planets. Mm-hmm. Um, he is very much not from... Uh, not ha- did not grow grow up in a situation remotely like any of the other people on the ship, no. um, except for maybe Shepard, uh, whose backstory we don't know a whole lot about. Um, but he grew up in a very rich family, very privileged position, seeing like a very different view of the world than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, River, his sister, is like taken away to this government facility where they run these experiments on her and turn her into this broken person that she is. Um, and he ends up going to like save her. And yeah. so like river is the most important thing to him, which. Right. And she does yeah. in, in a, in a lot, in a, in a lot of ways become very essential to the story. Like the beginning mm-hmm. sort of conflict was just initiated by the fact that the government is trying to reclaim her and get her back because she's a weapon mm-hmm. of some sort. And so, you know, Simon smuggled her onto the ship without mm-hmm. anybody knowing. And when they find out, like, they're all, like, freaked out at first. And then yep. they kind of explain and they're like, well, uh, I guess we're just going to have to work with this. And she's, like, kind of, she, for all intents, everybody thinks she's crazy. Turns out she's not quite crazy. They just, well, she's a little crazy. But she's, she seems to be precognitive, have some precognitive abilities. Um, she she knows when the, she just has a, she can't commute, she's just not able to communicate to other people what exactly she's seeing and she's feeling and she's going through. Because she's not, the way, what she's, her, the input and how she's interpreting in her brain is totally different than it was before. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, wild to imagine because Simon expl- Simon describes 
her as this genius who makes him look like an idiot. And mm-hmm. so it actually, I thought maybe she was kind of this way before. Like he thinks she's schizophrenic, which I don't even, I mean, that's what they describe her as, but I don't know. I wouldn't really say that's really what she is. Um, maybe it's the closest thing that they can find because they don't understand what's really going on in her head. Yeah, but, I mean, they they cut up her brain a lot and yeah. definitely disrupted her the function of like a that. lot of like yeah yeah a lot of the more normal like social things. But um, she is still incredibly smart, though. Mm-hmm. You don't always get to see. There are moments where I wish River could have like stepped in sometimes and like. Been I'm able sure to we would have seen stuff that to them more, but uh, I think as like, the series went on, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you really don't get to see her, that this badass, like, where she can shoot three people blind. Um, you don't get to see that till like, late, uh, mid, toward, mid-late end of the series. Um, and then you really get to see it, obviously, in the movie Serenity. So, um, but so there were some times where I was kind of confused, like, where they were in situations where they were in, like, physical peril. And she probably could have just, like killed all those people and she didn't i don't know why that was wasn't really explained it did feel kind of odd seeing that because i was like uh the river that i know would definitely just kill all these people and just bounce i mean so she's weird. repressed a lot of these things so i guess so you could i guess that could be the reasoning for it is like as the series progresses she gets she just i don't know develops into a super killing machine or lets herself be a super killing machine who knows either way she's super cool i like her yeah river river's very interesting character mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah so what else oh you have jane the big muscle dude yep. who's uh not too smart. He's like the most mercenary of all of them, basically. Oh, when you yeah. think about a mercenary. Yeah, you see this in the first episode where, like... Yeah, he's just the, like, oh, I get my own bed? The, like, <laughs> cop or whatever um, that is on the ship uh, offers him money to, like, betray Mal. Uh, mm-hmm. And you see Mal even, like, confront him about this. Yeah, like, what's gonna like, happen when the money is good enough? And he's like, oh, yep. I guess we'll... Mm-hmm. And the money did get good enough, but he got betrayed and i like yeah, how we simon and river on. deal with it later like when they mm-hmm. find out what happened because river knew river knew the whole time and then mm-hmm. um but like later when they played like the weird crew they almost like they're like creepy twins sometimes the way they're like like staring at him and like basically promising death <laughs> but like behind weird crazy smiles yeah i also yeah he's basically like an idiot muscle dude who gets punished for being an idiot muscle dude a lot mm-hmm. but he's quite he, he has some moments he of is, growth some moments of development ish mm-hmm. like when he goes back to that one like coal mining place finds himself to be a folk hero which is hilarious Clay. that Clay. episode is so funny um and then that one kid dies like he throws himself in front of him and saves his life from a bullet and yeah. he's just like mm-hmm. very troubled by that Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think this is his only one. <laughs> he doesn't have that many like moments of greatness. No. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have a whole lot of redeeming qualities, but <clears throat> he is very good at what he does, shooting yeah. things. 
being muscle. Yeah. Yeah. But on to, ooh, a character we should have a discussion about is Anara. And Anara mm-hmm. is a companion, which is a person who... It is a complicated thing, which we don't... Basically, like, it's it seems like... It's, like, at the basis, it's, like, a prostitute, but, like, has, like, some rituals and some... Some... Some traditions and some respect and stuff behind it that we wouldn't... Yeah, they're members of this, like, government-regulated guild. I think it's government-regulated. It's a guild. Yeah, it's a guild. Um, Mm -hmm. And they are prostitutes, but also... um, a lot more than that. They're, they're like courtesans. They're like, yeah, they're like can... courtesans, entertainers, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They're trained in like um, arts, uh, music, um, mm-hmm. entertaining, and um, a lot more than just like being a prostitute. Um, Which is hard work enough. I can't is... imagine having to be one, doing the prostitute bit, and then two, also having to like. Yeah, I can't. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. <laughs> it's too much. But mad respect. But for the most part, I think Anara is like the captain's kind of is Mal's begrudging love interest. It's clear that They're... these two have a very complicated relation. One that yeah. does have an underlying um, some tension of attraction, but also like it's weird because Mal like constantly disrespects her. Um, position like he straight flat out calls her a whore sometimes and like puts her in yeah like, uh, I really situations. like but I at really the same time like... yeah I don't like that either but then at the same Mm-mm. time he does things that like are a bit confusing like he's willing to he was willing to duel and die basically to defend her honor because somebody else was mistreating her um, and disrespecting her and he also like at the same time, cares so much, cares a lot about her well-being. I think mm-hmm. he's just also petty and. It's a very complicated relationship, yeah. and um, I feel like there is a lot going on uh, in like backstory and stuff between them that we don't know and we never get to know. Yeah, which is a shame. Um, so one thing that I learned looking through Wiki and stuff was mm-hmm. that uh, Anara's character or Anara. Um, had uh, apparently had a uh, terminal illness. Uh, th- this was confirmed by Morena Baccarin, who uh, played Anara. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely on like a rewatch, looking at her character from that aspect, it makes sense. There was always something uh, to me that was like a little off about her character. And uh, Lily mentioned this as well when we were talking about it. Is uh, that yeah? I mean, I'll have to go back and watch it knowing that information, like, keeping that in the back mm-hmm. of my head. Because, like, I don't know. So one thing about it is, like, she's she does distance herself from the crew and especially Mal. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you can tell that, uh, like, Mal and Anara are kind of, like, intended to be together from plot perspective and everything. Yeah. But she is very reluctant to do things and... Obviously, there has been some stuff that has happened between them that, like, pushes Mal away as well. Even though he really wants to be with her, it seems like. Mm. Well, I think, I don't know, for me, when I was, like, watching it, um, a lot of their, like, distance or strain was part of it is, like, 
<clears throat> uh, there's like obviously Mal doesn't make it easy for her to, <laughs> in a lot of ways to be mm-hmm. what she is. Um, like, because he kind of disrespects her. There's also just this level of danger that's constantly in their lives. And then, I don't know, they play this, they do this sort of dance where they kind of yeah. <sighs> tolerate each other and it makes understanding their feelings like a little bit hard. Um, we can see it as the viewer because of the way they interacted with each other when the other is not looking, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. they don't really get those moments. Like, also, Mal's kind of an idiot when it comes to women. Like, goodness. Yep. He's an idiot. Like, worse and, than Captain Kirk. Like, he's just dumb. Like, mm-hmm. he's not, like, this suave, charming dude. He's not really like this. He's, like, a straight... Li- but beneath the veneer of rugged Western outlaw, he's, like, a straight-laced... Like... Holy dude, basically. <laughs> like, he has this, like, weird... He has these, like... He's he's a man with intense convictions, and I think part of what Anara does, kind of, even more than it, kind of is an affront to the preacher, or the shepherd. Sorry, it kind of bothers Mal. And then, um, I don't know. There are a lot of it's it's that's a web that's a web that could take a whole episode. I think <laughs> to unravel. Yeah, now really... that I'm just trying, I'm talking through it. I'm just like, oh goodness. Yeah, I have a lot of issues with how Mal treats Anara. Like, as you said, he's calling her a whore. He's mocking her in... um, He calls her... Like, you see at the beginning, and this is, like, a joke thing, where he calls her uh, their ambassador. Mm -hmm. And uh, And it's very condescending. Shepard is like, oh, I didn't... Yeah, it's very condescending. And Shepard's like, oh, I didn't know we have an ambassador. And Mm -hmm. I think Kaylee or someone has to be like, no, she's a companion. Like, that's Mal making a joke out of this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but I think... yeah, but his his words and his actions did not match up. There was a clear dissonance between what he said mm. to her and how he acted. No, there's still some actions that are really shitty. Like, he's always intruding on her privacy. Like, oh. she... <laughs> yeah. 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 She, she has, like, a couple rules, uh, which is, like, yeah, not calling really her a whore, no, which Mal just, like, does all the time, and, yeah. like, not coming onto her shuttle, which... Uh, yeah, Anara is renting one of the shuttles on Serenity, um, which she uses as her own like private space. Mm-hmm. And when they land on uh, planet, she will take the shuttle and go to clients and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Mal is constantly like barging into the shuttle, um, and like doesn't even listen when she's like, "Get out!" Like this is my shuttle. I mean, uh, so he does yeah, eventually, when she's but like actually mad. Like, yeah, but mad. he should also, you know, do it when she, you know, is not isn't mad. mad. Yeah, right? no, I totally understand. I get it. I'm just saying, does Mal really seem like the person who cares about rules? I just, not, not, not really. Not really, but like. Not really when they apply to him. Not really. Like he, he doesn't some. show a lot of respect to Anara, or much at all, even though he yeah. seems to care a lot about her. So I really don't like those aspects of Mal. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I do like that they are showing sex work in more of a positive light. I mean, generally, it's just like always negative light. So it's yeah. good to have a character who is a sex worker. Um, True. Even though you have like 
Mal and other characters very much looking down on this, which is a problem I do have, <coughs> where um, you do have sex work in the world, and it's good in some aspects, but it's also, like, the vast majority of the characters are constantly looking down on this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but to be fair, for its time, even if this was made now, I don't think that perspective would be much different. Like, I don't think that, just just realistically, not saying that's right or wrong or whatever, but just in the context of what is what is, like, I don't really think for a lot of people, it's something that, like, makes sense or is, like, respectable, probably because so many people can't see themselves doing it. Or if they do see themselves doing it, it's under, like, very desperate situations. Not excusing it, it's just, like, I I would be weird. I would think it's weird if, when I watched this show, nobody had a problem with this. I, so, it's, yeah, it's, le- my issue is less so with, like, how the characters view it, and more so, like, how the show as a whole treats it. Um, you specifically see it with the, the episode where, uh, uh, with Nandi, um, and, uh, her mm-hmm. house of, uh, she has, like, her own house with, um, prostitutes, not mm-hmm. companions, because, like, um, she used to be a companion, um, and those people are very much, like, looked down on and treated poorly, yeah. and you end up seeing, like, Nandi dying at that. Like, she left the companions, and they just, like, kill off her character. And Yeah, yeah. I was sad to see her die. I really liked that episode. I was sad to see her die. Mm-hmm. I liked her. She was cool. But, yeah, there is definitely a distinction, I think. It, the show does make a distinction between sex workers, essentially, with money and with a title and without. Mm-hmm. In when it comes to that obviously the if you don't have a title if you don't have money when it's when all that's kind of stripped away even the veneer of respect is stripped away mm-hmm. which i find to be very realistic but um yeah i don't know if i it's not that i don't it's not that i like it obviously i would like sex work to be shown positively and treated positively because Mm -hmm. I personally think all people deserve respect regardless just fundamentally you you deserve respect unless you've done something to lose that which for me are very few things but regardless um yeah I think that's a fair criticism of the show that Mm -hmm. you make that you make Mm mm-hmm um all right who have we not talked about uh we touched on uh shepherd book but we haven't talked much about him you don't get to know much about him i mean you get to see this man struggle i mean his journey with the firefly is mostly when you see him you get to see him struggle with faith struggle mm-hmm. with his faith how his, you can how his, yeah how his new his perspective is changing while being on a, a ship with um, wanted criminals, which... Well, you very much see at the beginning that he is, like... It feels like his character has gone through some <coughs> very significant events that have kind of, like, 
shaken his belief system Mm -hmm. and he has now ended up as a shepherd um which is like a monk or something yeah in this world yeah uh and yeah so you see at the beginning where near the end of the first episode where he's talking to is it like zoe or someone and he no he's talking to anara and he's like i don't know where i'm supposed to be um, mm-hmm. And Inara's like, well, maybe here is the right place or something. Um, right. And you see him going through a lot of a lot of moments that are kind of like testing his faith and stuff. Um, and yeah, you don't really get much about he's one of the more mysterious characters on the show. He is. Um, you. You at one point where there's the episode where he's injured on the planet and they end up taking him to and the doctor is missing. They don't know where he is. So they end up taking him to um, an alliance ship that's Mm -hmm. nearby Um, and they walk on and the captain of the alliance ship is like, we're not just like uh, a medical ship to like give out help whenever people need or something. Uh, And book says like, tells him to like scan his ID chip um, mm-hmm. and they do that and you see this like very quick change in character where he's just like whisks him away and gives him like all of the best care um, so you can tell that like something is going on and he apparently has some status with the alliance there um, that is like given a lot of special treatment um, in which uh, I forget if it's like hinted at in the show anymore or whatnot, but um, there are some uh, comics that cover more of his backstory um, where he was originally an operative for the Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to remember more about this, like, Yeah, and it basically ended up just, like, going through some events where um, he had, like, a big realization about what he was doing Mm. and not liking it or whatever, and ended up at uh, the Abbey, Mm -hmm. Um, which, and he was there for a decade, it says, the wiki says, Mm -hmm. um, and then ended up on Serenity, so, yeah. Well, I didn't know the comic stuff because I haven't looked or at any of the comics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I know they're out there and they kind of go into different kinds of adventures and backstories. Um, but I figured once that episode happened where, you know, they scan his ID and that obviously he was somebody important to the Alliance at some point. Um, and now mm-hmm. is a preacher. So um, I feel like most of the time people... When, or at least when I see in, in movies and TV, like in that new Star Wars movie, when people go from one, th- from like a military organization to another, especially like, especially something like faith, usually that means there's really like a, a basically a moral crisis that they came across that yep. shook them and they had to find mm-hmm. some sort of grace to get through it. And I like yeah. that he spends a lot of time kind of analyzing, reanalyzing his faith, at least trying to figure mm-hmm. out how he can sort of... I think there's part of them that's trying to figure out how he can, like, 
guide the crew of the um, Serenity onto, like, a better path. He's very, very um, obstructive sometimes when it comes to things like killing. Like, he won't let them kill people um, that, you know, like, there's that federal agent agent who infiltrates the ship. He will yep, not let them the kill first episode. them. Mm-hmm. He gets in the way of that. And there's some other times, too, where he's very adamant. Um, and I like how even though, like, him and Mal kind of have a slightly combative relationship, he does serve as counsel a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Mal does listen. I think more than Mal realizes, he listens. So for the most part, I really liked his character. Probably the best thing, though, that's ever happened is when his hair is undone and River sees him and then loses her mind. Because I love so that much episode, hair. the interaction with Oh, them. man, that was so perfect. And he's just like, wait, my hair? That's what you're freaking out about? And she's just like, your brain's going to get crushed from the weight of all that. Like, that's just, nobody should have that much hair. <laughs> that was, like, probably, like, top top five Firefly interactions for me right then and there. Oh, my goodness, it was hilarious. I also like when uh, River is, like tearing apart his bible and she's he like walks in and he's like what are you doing yeah she's like this is all wrong it's all full of contradictions i'm fixing it i'm (laughs) fixing it like this is this is not logical i need to fix this and he gets mad like that was one of the first only times that you really see him like mad mad and but he doesn't like there's like a part of him like you can tell like he's barely holding back from like strangling her um, but, you know, he still tries to stay, like, gentle and, like, even-keeled. So, you know, there's that. And I think the other interaction I really like with him is when Mal gets his, that wife, um, who, I can't remember what the woman's name is, but she's, like, Christina Hendricks, um, plays this, this woman who becomes Mal's wife. She's really a con, she's a con woman, and she, um, plays this, like, doe-eyed simpering like farm girl who becomes mal's wife and (laughs) the shepherd tells mal that if he tries to take advantage of her he mal is gonna go to a special hell and just the creepy like mal is just like what i'm not gonna do anything i'm not it's not no i'm not doing anything i would never do that and he's just like the special hell the special hell and I'm just like, yes, preacher, yes, yes. That was a good one. Why are you um, making that face? Huh? Why are you making that face? Um, I have issues with that episode. There's so many. Of course you do. It's. Please tell me all your issues. I bet I know them already, but you should tell them anyway. That episode and Saffron's character, it's oh, I just love that like episode. awkward. Oh my all god, it's fantastic. Around. That episode is fantastic. That episode is a like, masterpiece. You are a fool. It's so funny. Why do you not like it? That episode was great. It teaches you a lot of stuff. It teaches you a lot of stuff about consent, about how ridiculously attractive Christina Hendricks is. Also, how she you can't trust redheads. Like, there's so many. There's, like, layers in that shit. There's layers in that episode. It is extremely awkward how the entire crew, aside from Mal, 
or I, I guess like even including Mal treats uh, Saffron. Um, she goes by like, like multiple names. Yeah, in that um, in that episode, on, she's in that episode, she is Saffron. Um, how they all treat her and how they all treat this, they're both like this. So speaking of like consent, because um, there there's this weird thing where it's like everyone is treating this thing that Mal did with the like dance or whatever in the mm-hmm. the flower wreath or whatever mm-hmm. is like this marriage mm-hmm. and treating this marriage as like a thing that is sacred and has like happened when Mal did not consent to any of this. Well, I mean, nobody, but nobody's treating it that way. First of all, nobody's treating it that way. The people on the planet, maybe, but we don't get to really see them and we don't understand what's happening. No, like the whole ship is, is no, they're not. Treating this is like a serious thing. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they're just like, I think my sense is they're mostly just making fun of it the entire time and making fun of Mal because this is so embarrassing and hilarious. They're, and it is. They're just like making fun of the entire situation and making fun of Saffron in the entire situation. And oh. everyone is treating Saffron really horribly. I don't think anybody treats her horribly. Who treats her horribly? Besides maybe Jane. No, he doesn't treat her horribly. Who treats her horribly? Um, I'm remembering this episode completely different from you. So everyone is treating her as if she is just like, as if she doesn't have agency, as if um, her like feelings and stuff don't matter as much. Um, I mean, I guess, but at the same time, one, you have to keep in mind that she was, she's just acting basically. And from the most part, it just. Which none of the crew knows. Right. But I'm saying like, She's putting on this, like, active, like, an, basically, like, um, a dummy, for the most part, who's just, who's just a girl that was married off, and this is what she wants to do. She even expresses multiple times how she wants to, like, be married to him. And they did say that they were going to basically take her somewhere to work and stuff, because it's not like she could be returned home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they don't like, like, I guess they don't like ask her about her feelings, really. I think Mal tries, but they don't go into like a deep dive about feelings, I guess. But I mean, I don't think anybody really spoke badly to her or like physically mistreated her or like condescended to her, really, like to her face. They're just kind of treating her as like. A a lot of the stuff was like not directly to her face, but I see. Um, all of the actions like around her. I guess I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't really get the sense. I guess I seem to be much more indifferent to this kind of stuff than you. You do. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess. I mean, I just knew like uh, it seemed like everything that they were doing. I don't know. I don't think I just wouldn't call that mistreatment. I, I guess. Um, I'm not quite sure what they. Because, like, the preacher obviously tries to, like, protect her from being, like, taken advantage of by Mal. Mal's not trying to get it in. Even, like, like a book is kind of mocking her situation. Well, because it's, and like... making light of it and joking about it in I mean, what else are you going to do? Way. What else are you going to do? Like, what... what? I, I, in my, me, I'm just like, I don't know what you can do. 
other than kind of like treat this very ridiculous situation because straight up, that's what it was. It was total ridiculousness. Mal got duped by a pretty lady and by not understanding the customs where he was going. So like, I don't think anybody, I, I don't, I don't really know. I, yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. This episode was good. I liked it. We'll disagree on that. I know, but you just like, you're so sensitive about this stuff. And like, I don't know why. And like, I don't know why I don't see the same things like you're seeing, I guess. And then even after, I mean, it's good because you find out once she's duping them, which is hilarious. That was great. She takes out like most of people on that ship, which is Mm -hmm. fantastic. I also do like how she was just like, yeah, I know y'all think that I'm just some simpering farm girl, but listen, I want to get it in. So Mm -hmm. let's go. (laughs) There was that. I do like um, her and Anara's confrontation. Oh, that that was a good one. Anara's just like, oh, you're good. Yeah. She's (laughs) like, thank you. So are you. (laughs) Like, that was fantastic. There were good moments in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, Yeah. Christine Hendricks stole the episode, as usual. Um, so let's see. I think we talked about all of the main characters, mm-hmm. the crew of the Serenity. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, I think I'm much farther along in the rewatch than you are. So I'm mostly towards, I'm literally at the last episode. I kind of fell asleep watching it. Mm-hmm. So I have to actually go back and rewatch um but then yeah i think next episode we should definitely um you should catch up mm-hmm. yeah and then um we can talk about or we can if you can catch up and watch the serenity movie that'd be great because i'd like to talk about that one yeah i can definitely do that yeah for um, sure yeah we can definitely talk about the movie there but I think um, overall, like, I've been really enjoying this rewatch. Unlike rewatching some of the other series that we have. Cough, <laughs> cough, Star Trek. Yeah, cough, this cough. is something this that I feel like I feel like I will come back to this often. Yeah. I mean, besides, I mean, even though I guess it's a, it's sci-fi, it's like a space western, it has that feel. Um, I do think that this episode is, or this series is less about that. And much more about characters and their development and their relationships, which I like a lot. Yeah, this is definitely a very character-centric Like, I'm uh, happy to series, have this kind of which, show in the backdrop of, like, a sci-fi setting. Yeah, more and more, uh, I find myself lately being drawn to uh, shows with strong characters and lots of character development. Yeah. I'm, um, yeah. You don't get to... You, we, I just feel like we don't get it that often. Honestly, honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like Even now. it's very it's underdone a lot. Yeah. Um, one of one of my like biggest differences looking at different series is um within Star Trek mm-hmm. you have like Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, which are both excellent. Yeah. Um, but you compare like the characters. Oh, and, like, and it's not close. especially the character de- yeah. development between Next Generation yeah, and Deep close. Space Nine. It's like what character development was there in Next Generation? There was like none. Yeah, none. none. You have like Riker grew a beard. A beard. R- yeah, Riker grew a beard. Um, yeah, 
Troy like finally got into a Starfleet uniform after like, For, like five one seasons. episode, and then she went. Back no, 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 she ends up wearing it uh, after that episode. Okay, well, we'll see in the rewatch. And that then, I'm so and excited. then in the movies. Um, yeah, but for me, the fact that Firefly could fit this, all this goodness, all this character goodness into mm-hmm. fourteen freaking episodes. And, like, maybe we can even call it 15. Okay, let's call it 15 because the, the pilot was two hours Serenity long. is a two-part. Yeah, yeah, you know, so fine. 15 mm-hmm. episodes. Fit all that in 15 episodes is astounding. And I wish, I wish there were more um, series that were like this. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. It sucks rewatching this and seeing, like, ooh, feeling how good this is. And then knowing, nah, fam. You don't get it. Like, I feel like this happens to me a lot. Like, this happened to me, too. Like, the similar thing has happened with Sense8, which is that Netflix, which is a show that was produced by Netflix, put on Netflix. Um, Mm -hmm. That was a sci-fi show. Very interesting. Super cool. One of my favorites. In my top three. Top three. Top three sci-fi shows. I had to think about that. I had to, like, re-rank them. Uh Um, Top three sci-fi shows. And, like... The, it was a lot about characters and the relationships and it gets canceled after you know two seasons and then we just basically you know there was enough outcry in the community that we got a movie which i'm very happy with i'm very happy with how it ended but like it sucks that it seems like mm-hmm. these these series and i don't know why I, I, I really don't know why why these series don't i'm not sure longer. either yeah like i want like how can gray's anatomy have like 17 seasons but i only get 15 episodes of of freaking firefly how is this possible why why it sucks oh my goodness crazy anatomy has 15 15 yeah 15 seasons that's what i'm saying so yeah firefly i'm enjoying rewatching it um there's so much good stuff if you haven't watched it listeners if you have not watched this show um, we really didn't go over that many plot points um, in this episode. So if you haven't watched it, I totally encourage you to watch it. It's definitely one of the shows where you can watch it over and over again. Even if you know everything that happens, totally irrelevant. You're going to rewatch it. You're going to get sucked right back in and it'll be like you're <laughs> watching it the first time. And it's freaking fantastic. Um, it's definitely also, this is also in my top three. This is number three. Number two. Number three. Number two. Whatever, I'll make up my mind one day. It's in my top three. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's constantly in flux. It's, it's in flux. It's fine. As long <laughs> as it's in top three, I think it's cool. I think it's chill. So, that being said, that was our basically character deep dive. This is more of a character de- deep dive than it was like a mm-hmm. rewatch um, in terms of reviewing plot points. Um, yeah, I mean, the characters are like super important yeah. to the... To the series and like so. we could only glance over it like we've been recording for about um an hour and 15 minutes and i promise you we have like barely scratched the surface of this mm-hmm. freaking show which is why it's so good like i could probably talk for another four hours but i have to work tomorrow so I'm yeah not gonna do that. same so <laughs> that being said thank you so much for listening to this episode um we will be back in roughly one week, depending on my work schedule and recording stuff. I have to work that out. Um, hopefully, mm-hmm. if you are just listening to this podcast, 
Uh, you can find us on Twitch at Galactic Interface Podcast. You can find us on Twitch and watch this episode um, as we recorded it live. And um, you can hear all of the times that I say, um, that I have cut out and all of the weird Likewise. stuff. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> There's all, you'll see how much editing I actually have to do. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and then you'll finally know what the face behind the crew of the galactic interface that's supposed to come out like weird and nerdy and sci-fi but it didn't also my cat if you also want to meet my cat simon he makes an appearance dun, 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 dun. i'm surprised monkey did not make an appearance uh, yeah usually episode. your cat is loud and obnoxious and fantastic <laughs> So anyway, she's just like really annoying when she, when she is left out of the room and needs to get in the room and yeah. but she'll lie down and be fine. Classic. Anyways, yeah. Well, anyway, so again, follow us on Twitch at Galactic Interface Podcast. This was much easier for me to do it this way that rather than to like try to figure out YouTube. So boom, it will be recorded so you can see everything. Um, if you don't follow us on Twitch, uh, follow us on Twitter at Galactic Interface. F1. Yeah. At Galactic Hunter F1. And you can follow me at Ellie of the Veil vale and Kaylee over there at Abydos1. You can follow one, right? me. Yep. Mm-hmm. At Abydos1. Also, thank you to the people that have popped in during the recording. We appreciate it. It's late. Really, really late. So hopefully we'll it's have really even late, more yeah. people next time. So, you know, like mm-hmm. us, share us. I mean, if you like us. Please share us so other people will also. We hope you like us. We hope you like us. We try, right? Kinda. Kinda. Yeah, kinda. Kinda. I I mostly record this for my cat to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, if you have anything you want to hear us talk about, uh, Firefly, Mm -hmm. uh, let us know. Uh, Drop a comment on like Twitter, probably. Um, Yeah. Also, too, with. What I like about doing this on Twitch is now people can kind of feel free to ask us questions like live while we're recording. Maybe we can get to them. Um, mm-hmm. If it weren't for the fact that somebody was in the Twitch chat, I would not have realized that Kaylee didn't have audio. <laughs> There's so much good stuff. So, yeah. Um, hopefully you like this episode. Next episode, we will be continuing to talk about the world of Firefly. I think we'll be mostly talking about the second part of the series. Um, maybe we'll talk about the finer points of the plot as well as what happens in um serenity as well um Mm -hmm. some of the more overarching uh yeah plots yeah the stuff that they really get into um Mm -hmm. yeah but anyway that's it for tonight i'm gonna go to bed galactic interface out (laughs) bye everyone Mm -hmm.